0: This is a special world report with a friend of Megagoria.
1: Today, we're going to expose something later in this broadcast that when you hear it, Things that you don't understand will suddenly make sense. It's a huge revelation. On September 9th, way back in 1988, Our Lady said, Your mother is warning you that Satan is at work. How? Who? Who's in the target? She continues, I would like you to pay special attention. What does that sound like? A teacher in a classroom. And who is the classroom for in regards to the majority of the population, I would like you to pay special attention to the fact that Satan is at work in a special way with the young. Our education system is filled with propaganda, the wrong direction. We discovered long ago in our little schoolhouse that academics is not first, it's apprenticeship. We have academics, first grade, second grade, all the way to eighth grade, all the way to twelfth grade, all the way through college. Where's apprenticeship? Where are they learning anything except propaganda in the mind and how people and the youth think? And that's what we hear about the millennials. They don't have social skills. They don't have basic work skills. Our youth in our school gets out of school and go immediately put their math to work. Whether it's in the carpenter shop, doing agrarian work, working with equipment, helping construct something, and I'm talking about first graders. You've seen pictures we sent out to you about the community plea, children that's first grade, even not even in school, trailing concrete, nailing nails, drilling things, making things, which requires academics. It's much more useful to be working. And learning things with your fathers or your peers that are around you, because academics is natural. You'll need to know how to measure a six-inch board to make a box or whatever you're doing. So when Our Lady said that Satan's at work, I would like you to pay special attention to the fact that Satan is at work in a special way with the young. We have a generation since 1988 that are products in regards to what they understand. That has been delivered by the devil. Very clever. Good kids. Moral virtues. Supposedly, what is the moral virtues? The moral virtue today of recycling is rarely questioned in the United States. It's ingrained into the American psyche over several decades. What has this got to do with the Virgin Mary? Everything. What has it got to do with Satan? Everything. And you'll learn about that. When I was 17, 18, I got involved with the Forestry Department and they wanted to start recycling and I helped them with it. But there was something in my heart that had aversion to it. I didn't buy into it. All that work, all that effort to recycle can't pay for itself and result in a good. But see, we have a moral virtue. We've been programmed that recycling is great. It's a beautiful thing. To understand where we're going to head in this broadcast, it's important to cover some ground for you as individuals to understand the evil that has overtaken us and where it's going to destroy the world can only be understood about what I'm about to tell you. So bear with this. 300 towns and cities across the country have canceled recycling programs. Why is that happening? Well, they told us if it's not of God, it's going to pass away. It's going to fall apart. You say, well, what's that got to do with evil? Everything. John Miltimore wrote an article saying, Has Recycling Always Been an Illusion? He says, The growing fad of recycling which state and local governments are pursuing with a religious-like fever, and it is religion, have enormous problems. He also quotes Lawrence Reed that the crisis of 1987 of landfill space was a false alarm. A false alarm which calls a reason for making recycling legal and a moral imperative. That's how it got on the agenda. Milton quotes Popular Mechanics magazine that a few years ago, the idea that we don't have sufficient space to safely store trash is untrue. According to one calculation, all the garbage produced in the United States for the next 1,000 years could fit into a landfill 100 yards deep and 35 miles across on each side. That's not that big, he says, and it's not. That's a lot of garbage for 1,000 years. It only covers 35 miles? On Mount Carmel in Israel, You're overlooking Armageddon, where the last battle will take place. But standing on there, and I've been there a couple of times, you see this big mound, and it's called a tail. And it's full of dirt where they covered their trash and the garbage. They were doing landfills 2,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago. And they built things on top of that. So we have a footprint of 1,000 years of garbage from all the United States Is no more than a speck in our nation. So the notion that we're running out of landfill space, which was the original impetus for the recycling boom, turns out to have been a red herring. It's false. You have to pay attention so that you won't be duped by Satan because he's at work, especially with the young and the minds. And they're adults now. That's why I had aversion to these things. I didn't have the facts. This article continues saying how much fuel is spent deploying fleets of barges and trucks across the highways and oceans carrying tons of garbage to be processed at facilities that belch out their own emissions. In other words, they take it to places, to factories that had to process this, and they're still putting out what they're saying that they are recycling for. Richard Fulmer wrote in 2016, recycling resources costs resources. Pay attention. Recycling resources cost resources. I remember reading Reader's Digest 30 years ago saying that recycling is a lie. It's a fable. You have to manufacture garbage trucks. You have to pick those up. You have to pay people to do that. You have to go all through the neighborhood. And then they have to have plastic bins or garbage cans to store that and separate. There's no way you can make money out of it. There's no way that it can work. And I remember sitting there reading this article 30 years ago. It didn't convince me of anything. I had already thought the same thoughts, the reason. That's why Isaiah says, Come and reason with me, says the Lord. So there's a big agenda here. And as I said earlier, we're going to get to the point, and it's going to shock you. What is the agenda? You'll find out. Regarding the resources cost resources, an example of that is old newsprint, must be collected, transported, and processed. This requires trucks, which must be manufactured and fueled, and recycling plants, which must be constructed and powered. All this also produces pollution from the factories that build the trucks and from the fuel burned to power them and from the factories that produce the components to build the construct the recycling plant and from the fuel burned to power the plant. It's just common sense. I saw this when I was 17. Maltimore ends his article saying, it's time to admit that recycling mania is a giant placebo. It makes people feel good, but the idea that it improves the conditions of man on the planet is highly dubious. I would answer that by January 25th, 1991. Satan is strong and wishes not only to destroy human life, but also nature and the planet on which you live. Oh, come on, a of Nigeria. that's a stretch. You're going to apply that to recycling? Yes, I am. Because it's a foundation that brought forth where we are today. After you convert, Satan can not achieve his plans if he's exposed. And he's got to disguise it. As Ivan says, he has a master intellect. He takes things like recycling. He uses it for the first step to the next step to get to the top of the staircase to throw you off a cliff. Don't be uncertain what I'm telling you. Our Lady said August 2nd, 2017. My son has left you his footprints to make it easier for you to follow him. Not the ways of the devil. Do not be afraid, she says. Do not be uncertain. I am with you. My wife and I was in Rome. We went walking down the Appian Way. We walked through the countryside through there. It's beautiful. You have... Roaring's there nobody's around you only wealthy people have houses often behind walls that's all you see like elizabeth taylor she has a house there famous people so we're walking down the apron way we come to this little chapel we go inside of it and we find out this is the place where peter was leaving rome to save himself because he'd been warned you need to leave and jesus appears to peter He says, go back to the city. It was a turning point. What was left there? The foot of Jesus and the chapels built over it. You got a footprint of Jesus. And there's a grate right there. You can take your shoe off and put your foot where Jesus's foot is. It's in stone. And that was the spot that Jesus left to mark the place for Peter to follow him to the crucifixion. My son has left you his footprints to make it easier for you to follow him. Do not be afraid. Do not be uncertain. I'm with you. That's why he probably told Peter, don't be afraid. Go back. Follow me. And of course, he went back. He was crucified. How was he crucified? He said, I'm not worthy to be crucified upside right. Turn me upside down. And if you go in the Vatican, you'll see this beautiful painting of Peter being crucified upside down. So the myth of recycling is going to save the planet is going to do just the opposite because it's the foundation of where we are today. The phrase carbon footprint was derived from a professor in 1992 describing the balance that exists between what people take and use from the environment versus the availability of nature's resources to continue to provide them. See, we're already walking into areas of Genesis where God gave us fruit-bearing plants, the cattle of the fields, and everything. The resources are for man. We are to take from that because God gave it to us by His hand. The whole system of the environment, what's been speaking in these days, contradicts scriptures. God promises to prosper Abraham. Also, when King Solomon built the temple, they sacrificed, quote, Scripture says, more animals than can be counted. So what is that about God? Why does God need these many animals to be killed? To make him more holy and powerful? Why did God even do this? And yet He says, I will prosper you and provide for you. Now the perspective today, looking at this Scripture, why was thousands of the best animals killed wasted? And yet there are blessed people. And they have more than they need. They didn't run out of animals and things to eat because they saw it all came from God. We've been pointed to look at our carbon footprint. That forces us to look at our daily life where we have carbon dioxide emissions. Where there's a quote that says everything. The only thing worse than being lied to is not knowing you're being lied to. And this is what's happened with the youth. That's why they're in trouble. That's why I mean so many people and even older people have bought the lie of the carbon footprint, which is taken away from something else. Even the most beast of a man loves nature. Everybody does. It makes it easy for a psychological misdirect to be given to the public to buy the lie That the world's in trouble when in fact it's not. I've said many times God is truth. He doesn't have to defend truth. Nature defends truth. If we have any problems with nature, it's through sin, not through carbon footprints. But you could come back and say, well, the world's in sin, so they were suffering for it. Not true. It is a total contradiction to the Bible and to the scriptures that the world's going to end in 12 years, like many people are saying, now 10 years because of climate change. A lady said recently, March 25th, 2019, in nature seek God who created you. We're supposed to be using nature. In nature seek God who created you because nature speaks and fights for life and not for death. Our Lady doesn't go and say, therefore, look at the carbon footprint for so fixed nature. No, Our Lady says, after the statement of life, not death, she says, therefore, return to God and to prayer. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Regarding catastrophic predictions, Our Lady said on December fifteenth, 1983, the beginning of the apparition, she says, quote, that comes from false prophets. Did you hear that? December 15th, 1983, what is Our Lady saying about catastrophic predictions? Our Lady said, quote, That comes from false prophets. Our Lady continues, quote, They say, such a day, on such a date, there will be a catastrophe. I have always said that misfortune will come if the world does not convert itself. That's very profound. This blows a hole in the whole climate change thing. Or you might want to be a pundit saying what a lady just said blows a hole in the ozone layer. To be repetitious, to make sure you understand clearly what a lady says, I have always said that misfortune will come if the world does not convert itself. Call the world to conversion. Everything depends on your conversion. Not climate change, not carbon credits but on holiness. There it is, directly from the Holy Virgin Mary. By that quote of Our Lady, we saw how deeply people have been duped about climate change, and it's going to be the end of the world. And we go back to the famous message, February 2nd, 2018. My children, do not believe lying voices which speak to you about false things and false glitter. Return to the scriptures. We just talked about Solomon's temple, how they took so much from God with animals, more than they could even count, just to give them to God as a sacrifice. And God was pleased with them. The world will not end until Jesus comes back. So what's taught is fact is we're going to destroy the world. Jesus on the earth said, no one knows the day nor the time. But you can look at the signs of the times. And we are in an antichrist system. Our lady is here to crush that. That's why she said, return to the scriptures. She said, August 2nd, 2011, as individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and to destroy it. How? Through climate change and the carbon footprint that you have to make up for. Are you challenged at this point? How could that be? I will tell you in a few minutes. For now, we continue the message. But according to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. Just 11 months later, and one day, our lady was in the field. And that's when she said, Heal this nation. We gave it to her. We consecrated it to her. It's interesting. She used the same words heal the world, heal this nation in the field. Just 11 months later, 185 days later, or six months and one day later, if you want to say, Alay says February 2nd, 2012, you continue to be deaf and blind, and you look at the world around you, and you do not see where it is going without my son. You are renouncing him. Why? Because you're following the religion of climate change. Many people are. You say, well, I believe in Jesus, but I believe also in climate change. Jesus' footprint and carbon footprint is diametrically opposite. One's light, one's dark. She says it is Jesus, her son, Who is the sources of all graces? Listen to me while I'm speaking to you. But your hearts are closed. And you're not hearing me because you're hearing what the world's saying. It's going to end. You are not praying to the Holy Spirit to illuminate you. My children, pride has come to rule. Who is the king of pride? Satan. What is he? The Antichrist. He's going to build a system. And that system... Is going to be very, very persuasive, because he has the master intellect to bring good people and put glitter in front of them to r- believe false things. Everything I've been telling you is to lead up to what I'm about to expose to you. And remember, Elisa's, my children expose evil. Evil likes to stay hidden. It disguises itself as good, because it wants to be liked. It wants to be accepted. And there are billions of people who've accepted this lie. When you think Satan comes to build his system, the beast, where you can neither buy nor sell, it's going to be packaged in such a way that people will accept it. That's what the master intellect will do. It's in the revelations, and we know it's coming. But we do know now The woman of Revelations in the Bible is here in Medjugorje, and I've been telling you this for over twenty-five years. All that I've been telling you is to enlighten you and to illuminate you, so that you will understand what you're about to hear. It makes it very clear, and what can be confusing about why is there such a massive, massive effort to influence the world that climate change? is what they say it is. It's the beast.
2: It's the system.
1: And you will agree with that when you hear the following.
2: The following is a feedback that we received from Michael Ebert from New Hampshire. He wrote, The prophet Daniel spoke with clarity regarding the clay and iron, parts of the EU, which we are seeing come true in our time today. The weak nations of clay are submitting their authority to the stronger of iron. Poland recently accepted the Plan Levy System, or so-called Border Adjustment Mechanism, which forwards Europe's unprecedented strategy to become the world's first climate-neutral continent. The mechanism is slated to create a carbon border for adjusting taxes against countries importing products to the EU bloc, who they consider as carbon polluters. Example, USA. Don't forget, carbon is the sixth element, with six electrons, six protons, and six neutrons. 666 is the mark of the beast. The Antichrist system plans to use carbon credits as a replacement for currency through the use of crypto or so-called digital currencies pegged to each individual's carbon footprint through the use of the blockchain ledger to track everything which happens within a person's life.
1: Did you understand that? Did you hear that? I recommend you to listen to that again have it impressed in you is truth it is clear it makes sense why this push is so powerful so strong that it's even entered into the scientific arm of the vatican they've accepted this this system that has controls by the european union be the first one to spread this across the world creating carbon borders Adjusting taxes against countries importing products to the European Union bloc. And if you're considered carbon polluters, you won't be able to sell your products. The church has always taught that the Antichrist is a system. And it's true. This matches it. This is incredible. This is very profound with six electrons, six protons, six neutrons, 666. Nothing's by chance. And carbon credits are being sold and bought, which is nothing but air, nothing but falsehood. Well, what about the Antichrist itself? The Antichrist is going to be incarnate from Satan, and the system has to have somebody that is the top. It may have a Congress or a Senate or something to base people, but that demon, when he gets to the top, will erase everything else, and he'll be the incarnate in human flesh, the devil. Except one problem. He's going to be mortally wounded by the woman of Revelation. And that woman of Revelation is here. And it's the same one 1,900 years ago that John saw in the cave of Patmos. And that bridges us all the way on that cave and that island to Medjugorje today. This is what our Lady's time is. That's why she says, this is my time. Because the Antichrist will be crushed underneath her feet. The woman, not a he, but a woman, and therefore, a time of peace. Early, said that December 25th, 1999, just before the millennium, a new possibility for peace is offered to you this century. And we believe it strongly that it started in 2017, the end of Satan's reign but his head has to be crushed. That's why we see so many things happening. That's why we say, Lady, as individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and to destroy it. But according to God's will, all together with my son, you can change everything and heal the world. We had an election within a year, an election that was a turning point of what Lady says here, you can change everything. We see change, but we're in battle. We're in war. Satan's at work. Our Lady's warned us very clearly about this system. On June 25th, 1989, there were only a few people present. I was there. I was so close to Ivanka in her annual apparition that my shoulders was touching her shoulder. And Our Lady said this to her in this apparition, Pray because you are in great temptation and danger because the world and material goods lead you into slavery, period. And then Our Lady added, Satan is active in this plan, 666. She's here to stop it. How? Our Lady continues in that apparition. I want to help each of you in prayer. I am interceding to my son for you. Why? Because we're in danger. The whole world is. He's going to enslave you in slavery. That's what you just heard from Michael Herbert's letter. Very well, Michael. The way it's put together. The iron parts of the European Union comes true today. In our time, weak nations of the clay submitting their authority to the stronger of the iron. Poland just did this. They accepted a levy system. He writes, border adjustment mechanism. See the complexity of it? So we think it's something valid this is an unprecedented strategy that comes to the world the first time climate neutral continent carbon border adjusting taxes for countries against carbon polluters the sixth element that's just a clue to the other three sixes that we've already spoken of because carbon is made up of six electrons six protons six neutrons, six, six, six. I'm purposely being repetitive because this is clear. L.A.'s here saying to us September 25th, 1991, for now as never before. Isn't it true that when the Antichrist comes the first time to start his system before she crushes his head, that it's something that's never happened in the world before? She says that, For now as never before, Satan wants to show the world his shameful face. That can be easily translated and understood, comprehended, that the Antichrist, when he rises, he wants to show the world his shameful face. Ali says, This has never happened before. For now as never before, Satan wants to show the world his shameful face. By which he wants to seduce as many people as possible onto the way of death and sin. By their own definitions, by their own words, they reveal the true intentions of their hearts to reduce the carbon footprint, to reduce the human footprint, therefore, population control, therefore, abortion. Therefore, wiping out the human race. We already quoted at least, Satan wants to destroy the world. And so we go back to August 2nd, 2017. My son has left you his footprints to make it easier for you to follow him. Do not be afraid. Do not be uncertain. I am with you. In 2005 and 2006, I was looking into these things. But for anybody really was alarmed by global warming, I began to write the book, Look What Happened While You're Sleeping. And I saw something that nobody has revealed. Nobody talked about it. No talk show host was exposing because they didn't see it. I was looking at the messages. I saw it through the messages. And we were the first ones to put out through the book, Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping, that the climate change people were going to infiltrate the church. And they did it. And nobody came out for a couple of years. That was exposed to the book because I saw it in the message. And now look where it leads to today. I was talking to different scientists. I was interviewed to them. In 2007, I did an interview with Art Robinson, who's a scientist of the Oregon Institute. It's approximately five minutes, and it will clarify everything for you where we are, and why we're here today.
3: Well, if you look carefully at the data, they did not have a scientific case for what they were doing. They had a hypothesis. The hypothesis was that human hydrocarbons were warming the Earth. But if you looked at the data, there was no evidence to support this. Going way back to when Gore was vice president, they handled this in a simple way. They said all the scientists already agree with us, so we don't have to discuss the science. And uh, these meetings, I believe it's true that the Kyoto meeting... It was not even allowed to discuss the science. They, they didn't permit it. They basically said, of said over and over, and the propaganda said over and over, all the scientists in the country and the world agree with us that the CO2 is leading the climatological disasters. so we need to discuss this. Ever since then, their position has been, well, there are three or four skeptics, but most of them are paid by the oil industry. We can't trust anybody that's against this. This is just not true. There are tens of thousands of American scientists that are opposed to this proposition, and there is, not a, there is not scientific evidence to support what they're doing. They, it's really a big political exercise to gain control of world energy. And there's a lot of power and money involved in taxing and rationing world energy. So it's a political effort to get world control of all the energy in the world. And so it's a big thing. Yeah, it has tremendous propaganda, but it's not underlain by sound science.
1: The bigger picture of what they're wanting then is global control of, of the energy of the world.
3: That's right. That's what that's what's desired. And there are many sub sub interests. The environmentalists are like this because they basically their, their their stock and trade is fear. If they scare everyone to thinking into thinking there's an environmental disaster coming, then the donations pour in, and they live on these donations. About four billion dollar a year industry in the United States. Then you add politicians like Al Gore who think that they can advance their careers with this. Again, they're selling fear. You can add businessmen who have products they think will benefit from this. All kinds of people. The media signs on because it makes good news all the time to be claiming that disaster is coming. There's no news value, and there's no disaster. But these disasters, they claim, make a lot of news. The media likes it. Quite a few people find their self-interest in this, and they have uh, together made quite a big noise. The three most important chemical substances for life are oxygen, water, and carbon dioxide. Every carbon atom in your body, every molecule in your body of of biological value has carbon atoms in it, and every one of those carbon atoms originates in atmospheric carbon dioxide. Plants obtain all of their carbon by breathing in the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and then animals eat the plants, and you eat the plants and animals. All of the carbon in your body, your whole body, the fact that you, any, there would be no life, the, as you know it, on the earth except for atmospheric carbon dioxide. It's absolutely required for life. There has been a little increase in the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere due to human activity. But that increase has just caused the plants to grow faster. We have more plants, more animals, and a richer biological environment because of the CO2 increase. That's the environmental impact of carbon dioxide, and it's a favorable one.
1: So, that would be safe to say then the Creator designed into nature a mechanism as he grows and increases and uses more things and brings oil from underneath the ground that it creates more CO2, which creates more flush plant growth, which feeds more people, which takes care of the population.
3: More plants and animals is a good thing, not a bad thing, and that is the only uh, real effect of atmospheric carbon. Mm -hmm. But energy underlies virtually all things, and you can reduce the energy use of the Earth right back to that that was here during the the ages when people were walking around the desert barely able to stay alive. But as you reduce energy, you reduce technology, you reduce all the things that enable people to live 70 years instead of 20, et cetera, et cetera. So anyone who controls and rations world energy controls the world and controls the freedom of everyone on Earth.
1: Is it that what this really is about, about controlling people?
3: That's right. It's, It's... Power and money.
1: Globalization. They want
3: power over people. They want money. And rationing and, uh, and taxing world energy is a good way to get it. That's the whole story. There's a little more to the story than that, because if they can reduce energy, they can reduce the number of people on the planet. Most of these people are pro-death.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: You'll find the same people that are pushing this are very strongly favorable toward abortion. They are very favorable toward depopulating Africa and killing the poor people in Africa. Mm -hmm. They are very much against population increase. They are very favorable toward the ban on DDT, which has killed 30 million African children. Generally, they're pro-death. So we also have the culture of death in this, which favors anything that decreases human life. And there's nothing that would decrease human life any faster than the rationing of world energy supplies.
1: Scientist Robinson said control over people. That's the whole story. He nor I could ever imagine that this was an antichrist system, was where it was going to lead to, because it wasn't at that point in 2007 where carbon credits would be part of the scenario. As he said, there's three things for life oxygen, water, and carbon dioxide. Without it, there's no life. And so we have our lady saying Satan wants to destroy the world because they're decreasing something that as man populates and increase has to have more carbons because that's what a greenhouse does. It flourishes, grows more lush, more food for animals. It's a good thing. So the anti, the reversal of this is to stop carbons. We want carbons because we enter into a more lush world. That's the facts. That can't be
4: changed. Allow me to just cut in here for just a second. As I was listening to this clip between you and Art Robinson back from November of 2007, I know that some people at home listening to this or listening in their car after the fact, it may be hard to accept some of these things here. But as they say, truth goes through three phases. It is ridiculed. It is opposed. And then eventually... It's accepted as being evident. And just listening to what we just heard, this is going on 13 years ago. You were already speaking about these topics. So for those who are listening at home tonight, or those who are listening in your car, wherever you might be, the bearing of this is what a friend of Medjugorje said earlier in the broadcast when he spoke about the woman of Revelation. That's the time that we're living in. And that also, as well, is something that a friend of Medjugorje has been saying, at least I know since before the time that I have been here, over 20 years, and it's in his earliest writings. He referred to Our Lady as the Woman of Revelation in speaking about this time in history without the foreknowledge that it was going to be uncovered this time of the Antichrist system that we're in right now, and what this Woman of Revelation is doing. And it is often said that Many times the prophets did not know themselves necessarily all the implications of everything that they were saying. And I know he doesn't like us to say that kind of thing or to say that he's a prophet, but the evident fact is that the words that he's been speaking about, Our Lady as the Woman of Revelation, have been prophetic. They were ridiculed, they were opposed, and now we're seeing even other Medjugorje people begin to say, use this terminology, the Woman of Revelation, because it's evident now three decades later, going on now 40 years of apparitions, it has now become evident of a fact and a truth of something which he saw a very long time ago. So, tonight as you're listening to this, or wherever it is that you are listening to this broadcast and taking all of this information in, and this is more than information that you're hearing, you're hearing a live play-by-play of revelation that is unfolding right now in real time. Just like If you're listening to a football game and you hear the announcer giving you play-by-play, so-and-so is doing this, so-and-so has the ball, so-and-so is running here, so-and-so is tackled, a friend of Medjugorje is giving you right now the play-by-play of what is happening in our midst in the playbook of the book of Revelation from the woman of Revelation. Take this to heart. Listen to this more than once and accept this truth because this is what is happening right now in our midst.
1: I don't look for anybody else and what they're saying of what I come up. I come to the message. I do prayer and fasting. And it has shown these things to me very clearly. And I know that he's given gifts for this for different people. But in regards to what you're saying, I know other people are saying what I'm saying.
4: They are saying what you are saying now, more recently. But the point I was making was step back 10 13 years, 20 years, plus, when no one would touch this. I know that you had an encounter even with a priest in Medjugorje one time who said, you can't say this about Revelation. It's just symbolic. So there has been opposition to this. But I guarantee you that any person listening to this in their home, in their car, or whatever, is not going to have a single problem with those words because it's evident now.
1: Well, this priest did confront me in front of my group. He was from England says, you can't say what you're saying in Revelation. What is Revelation for? And I came back on him, respectfully as a priest, that you're wrong. And I laid it out. And the whole crowd went with what I said. But these people are dangerous. This priest is dangerous in what he's saying. Oh, it's just symbolic. Now, those, even those who come on board with saying these things can be dangerous because they may get credibility and start defining Medjugorje. Paul had problems in the early church. The apostles spent three years with Jesus. Paul had to go into the way of life. And he defines Christianity for the most part. And he was outside of that circle of the apostles. But he says he was a super apostle. And there were many errors that came up that had to be corrected. It doesn't matter who says or repeat what I says. What does matter is, if they start defining Medjugorje, because I don't agree with a lot of people's direction about what Medjugorje is. And likewise with the early church, many define Christianity in the wrong way. So what is Medjugorje? October 2nd, 2010. May your crosses be the means in the battle against the sins of the present time. May your weapon be patient and balanced love. A love that knows to wait and which will make you capable of recognizing God's signs that your life by humble love may show the truth of all those who seek it in the darkness of lies. My apostles, help me to open the path to my son. And she ends the message saying, I will triumph. This is the woman of Revelation. I just quoted, she said, by the means of the battle." She is in battle with Satan through us.
0: As you have heard a friend of Medjugorje share, the origins of the climate change lie are not just simply falsehood. They are satanic. Educate yourself, your children, grandchildren, and those around you about the lie of climate change and where we are headed. Read Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping to quickly understand the history of the global warming and climate change agenda. Call Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000 to order your copy. Ask for book number BF105. Mention today's broadcast and receive a free poster which debunks the myth of global warming with common sense logic so simple a fifth grader can understand. Fight back. Do not let your children, grandchildren, and other youth be indoctrinated. Save their heart from this anti-God doctrine. This poster, written and designed by a friend of Mejigoria, who worked with scientists for over a year to give a simple, easy-to-understand proof that it is a lie, contains signatures for more than 31,000 scientists across the United States who affirm that the danger of global warming and climate change is a lie. Request additional copies of this poster to give away to all your friends and family. To teachers, pastors, Sunday school teachers, employers, and co-workers. Put one up in the break room at work. When ordering, ask for item GW Poster. That's G-W-P-O-S-T-E-R. When giving away the Global Warming posters, be sure to also include a copy of this broadcast to help explain the satanic origins of the climate change lie. When calling Caritas, ask for CD number CD2017SWR. Again, that number is two zero five six seven two two thousand. When dialing from outside the United States, dial one Or visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, and click on Shop Online. Thank you. Now, here is a friend of Medjugorje to conclude.
1: Throughout the church, they had their present times. And as I just quoted the message, Allah says, in this present time, recognizing God's signs. And the biggest sins of the present time, the beast that's being built is climate change. A great system, a beast of a system. And if it wasn't that serious, why would Allah said, recognizing God's signs is everywhere and she is the sign. A great sign appeared in the heavens with twelve stars about our head, with the moon underneath her feet. If not now, when? If not Medjugorje, where? If not what, except to be here to crush the serpent's head. If not how, what else? Except our lay's apparitions. This woman of revelations who is opening up the door for the coming of her son. She preceded him the first time, and she will precede him the second time. Be it five years, 50 years, 500 years from now, this is preparation for her son coming back. We wish you, Our Lady, we love you. Good night.